Welcome to Catalytic Conversations. I'm Wendy Dickinson of Ascend Coaching Solutions, and I'm a business coach that works with business owners at the intersection of life and business. My partners in podcasting tonight are, as always, are Deborah Willis of PPG Solutions and Karen Larson of HR Tabs. Deborah, tell us a little bit about what PPG Solutions does for business owners. I'll be delighted to do that. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm honored to be here with Greg and with his son, Kyle, with Seven Hills, because they are one of my clients. And what we do is we provide affordable health care that brings value and doesn't cost an arm and a leg or break the bank for the company and make sure that each one of their employees has the best options for health care insurance out there. And we do that. We specialize in it and just love Seven Hills a whole bunch. Karen, tell us a little bit, tell listeners a little bit about what HR Tabs brings to the table for a business owner. HR Tabs is a a small consulting practice and I'm a fractional HR director and I work with local businesses and business owners to bring cost-effective solutions and best practices to the table for them. And I also partner with Deborah and and, uh, Benefits Solutions and it's a nice team. And uh, Kyle and Greg are both uh, customers of mine as well. And I'm just proud to be here and to be uh, here to speak with them about the things that they're experiencing, you know, most recently. Listeners, you might remember that Kyle was on Catalytic Conversations a while back. And during that conversation, he shared with me some strategies that his dad, Greg, and his grandfather had used to um, navigate through different ups and downs of a, of a economic downturns. And so, hey, we certainly have some unexpected situation going on now, don't we? COVID-19 has impacted every business in America. Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of, of Seven Hills? Sure. Seven Hills Electric has been doing electrical work in the Richmond market since 2013. Uh, currently, we have 14 employees, and we're running about seven service crews. Um, we do primar- primarily all uh, service work oriented, nothing new from the ground up. Um, so if you give us a shot, uh, call us. We'll set appointment time up, and we'll be there with the uh, bills on. And I can tell you guys that I've had the pleasure of having Seven Hills in my home and making it a better place to live, and it has been a great experience. So. Deborah, I know that you have seen work with a lot of business owners and and as Seven Hills is one of your clients, why don't you start off the conversation? I'll be delighted to do that. First of all, I echo everything that was said. Every time that we have tried to reach out to Seven Hills, they have responded. They've taken care of several of the referrals that I've given to them. And the feedback has been so impressive. And I just can't thank them enough for being so responsive and such a good steward of wires for hires and whatever it is that you do, because I love your tagline. I'm sorry, I digressed a little bit. Because what we're talking about right now is COVID. You know, it's been a huge impact on all kinds of small businesses. And fortunately, many of the small businesses in our area have not survived this. It's been undue strain. And I know that there are things that you all have been doing because I know that yet you hit the ground running. There might have been just a little bump in the road initially for you. But tell me, tell me about what has occurred since we've started with this COVID and the practices that you've, you've used to be able to help provide for your customers. 
Sure. Well, at, at us with Seven Hills Electric, we saw a downturn uh, when the COVID-19 stuff started coming out. Uh, for about two weeks, we were a little bit slow. Uh, some of the customers were a little hesitant on calling in and scheduling booking appointments. Um, but since then, uh, the customers have had time to be at home. They see some of the improvements they want to do. Um, and we've been taking care of them. We've been extremely busy. Uh, when we first started, of course, all the safety gear, the PPE stuff, all that stuff was extremely hard to come by. Um, so we had one of our employees' wives uh, make our face mask for us. And uh, we've been doing very well. That's awesome. How do you, I mean, you know, looking down the road in the future past, or if we can look past COVID-19 for a moment, how do you use some of the experiences that you've had, you know, through this process to make decisions about changes that you might be looking at in the future to your business operations and logistical models? Sure. I mean, the, some of the main things is is with some of the PPE stuff, we're going to have to have that on hand um, because once the scare comes out, then everybody is looking at the same place that we are and struggling to to find the equipment that we need to protect ourselves and protect protect our customers for sure. Um, but I think that's the main thing. Uh, as far as overall, we do a lot of service work, so it's not like we're on a big job for a long time. So the calls are coming in, and we're staying busy. And, and it's really been a good thing, not a good thing overall, but it's been good for business, if you know what I mean, for sure. When you're in people's homes, I mean, yes. you know, and you have to, you do have to observe all these safety issues with COVID, and people are very sensitive about that. Um, I mean, what can you describe some of the in, more interesting types of things you have encountered? as a result of this and do you, you know do you feel like this is going to continue with families and the ppe sure well, right now i mean all of our crews currently you know have face masks available um if they, if they ask if they, if they don't ask at first they usually wear them in they will talk with the customer to feel see, see where their thoughts are uh, and then move on from that point we always wear shoe booties and then some of some of our guys actually take lysol and they spray the doorknobs down and stuff like that so a little bit more than normal um so it's definitely a different way of doing business than what it was before yes yeah it takes more time too i would imagine it does yes ma'am for sure it does absolutely thank you um wendy how do your sales guys compare year over year now this may and june versus 19. Uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely have a little bit of a downturn for us may and june um, but I, I think that this, the next few months in a row, maybe we'll offset that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, we did find uh, one positive. It was uh, for everybody. It's a good time to buy service vans. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to, to give you a special no interest rate for 60 months, so on and so forth. So we purchased a couple vans um, at a discounted rate for 60 months. Um, because doing the type of work that we do, we're always on the road. Uh, we're running several miles a day to four or five different stops per day, so the vehicles don't last very long. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Kyle, I'm curious. You know, when you and I had that initial conversation a while back, you mentioned some things that your dad, Greg, and then your granddad had done during past economic downturns. And, and you guys are still doing some of those things today. Do you mind sharing a few of those strategies so that our listeners who are business owners might get some ideas from that? So... 
Um, kind of like back when you said with the economic crisis back in 2008, back in the day, we really focused and we were in a very specialized market, uh, being that we did ground up commercial work and ground up residential work. Um, when the economy did take a turn for the worst, unfortunately, it did take a turn in the stock market first. Well, being that most large commercial developments are either done by stockholders or large corporate owners who also were feeling the major impacts of that economic crisis. Right. Most production halted. I mean, we had a few jobs that we were able to work on, but once those jobs wrapped up, the work started to dry up as well. And by us being in such a specialized field, there was only six, seven, eight, nine contractors that we were ever dealing business with. So there's 12 electrical contractors in Charlottesville. You can do the math, unfortunately. And so what we decided to do, we made the big turn, like Greg talked about in 2013. We started going out to Richmond, which was definitely a new market for us. Um, when we came out to the Richmond market, we didn't know anybody and nobody knew who Seven Hills was. But we were sure enough going to change that. So Greg joined in with his B&I group, started doing his tele-networking, and through the business relationships and friendships that we built, we were able to get a foot established in the Richmond market. And we start, started to switch mainly to residentials and light commercial service work. Mm -hmm. This expanded our customer base very much to where we weren't limited to eight, nine, 10 contractors like I was talking about. Instead, I'm limited to as far as my service van will take me in the city of Richmond. So with that being the case, if the impacts do happen, some people always do better than others during the economic crises and business to business things, the lights have to stay on. Those are the main things. So by being able to service things such as uh, public utilities, places, including the Fashion Square Mall, uh, Outmall Square, doing the pole lights, things like that with facilities maintenance companies, they always have to have something going on. Trying to branch out to, uh, like I said, facilities maintenance like hardwood apartment complexes. They're always having issues going on with tenants that are electrical that have to be fixed. Doesn't matter what the economy is doing or not. As well as trying to make sure that we expand ourselves and broaden our scope of work to where we can fit into not just a niche market, but an overall market. Yeah. And it, I, you guys continue to be successful with that. I mean, how, how do you, how did the two of you, and I know your grand, your grandfather, Kyle, how did the three of you sit down and make a decision about what, what the change might be and, and how do you decide what, how you'll do it? Well, to be quite honest, we, Gene and Greg have a very good relationship. I mean, we're honestly best friends even outside of work, as you can tell, I'm kind of sitting in his office at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> but um, so one of the big things whenever we really have to make a decision is it, as bad as it is to say, it never really becomes that hard. We sit down. Everybody says their positives. Um, sometimes we have to reel each other back in, but we all kind of balance ourselves out, which is the nice part. One of us might get that wild, crazy hair idea. Let's go change up the entire way we do something. And it's just like, whoa, wait, hold on. Let's have somebody reel us back in. So really, we we sit down and just discuss what's, what could happen, what is going to happen, and how are we going to do it. And until you have all three of those steps planned out, you can't really go forward to doing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. How have your employees responded um, as far as coming up with new ideas or or even just repeating ideas that may have been visited in the past but 
you know, haven't been carried forth. I mean, how is recruitment? How are your employees in your culture working with all of this? Well, so the big thing, like you said, as far as my employees and Greg's employees, as far as it goes, it's definitely an open door policy. I mean, you can call me anytime. If you got an idea, I'm more than happy to bounce it off. Two heads are always better than one when it comes to solving issues, especially towards electrical issues. Um, as far as, I mean, like Greg said, we had our technician come up to us during our crisis of work. How am I going to get a mask? Hey, my wife actually is actually able to make masks for us if we want to do that. Oh, yeah, let's let's go right ahead. Our guys know that their word does matter quite a bit to us. So always reach out because there's never a dumb idea. That's just the fact of the matter. You know, I think that being a small business and having a small business with that kind of uh Work ethic, I think, is really does set itself apart from so many of the other small businesses that I've worked with. Um, you bring a whole different flavor of trust and you bring a whole different character to being resourceful. And, you know, it's so nice to know you mentioned BNI, that all of us are in BNI together, that we can use that network of resources. So if you're in someone's home and you know that they have an electrical issue, then all of a sudden they have a plumbing issue or they have a painting issue. I think that's fantastic that we have those resources of some trusted relationships that we built with our relationships in, in BNI. Would you agree with that? For sure. Yeah, I would I would agree with that hundred percent. It's uh it's when you when you first look at joining a group like that a referral group, um you I mean you the first thing you think is you're gonna come in and set the world on fire because there's forty five people that's in the room. Well that's not the case. You have to spend the time to build the relationships to make sure that the other person on the other side knows that you can take care of what you say you can and then that you would follow up on your referrals and you would take care of their customers just like they would. And and that's how we've been since day one. And and we've got four guys currently in BNI groups at this point. Um, and all of them are doing super well as far as referrals and staying busy and word of mouth um, because advertising is, is expensive. The BNI, time, it does take time. It does take time to go do your meetings and stuff like that. But the relationships of having 30 people on my sales team compared to you doing it yourself is a big deal. It is. Well, I will say, Greg, that when when Kyle joined BNI, he was so charming. There's nobody who wouldn't want to give him some business. That's good. <laughs> Just saying. Yes, indeed. I, I have to agree with that. Uh, Kyle came in with the bang and, stood right up and put himself out there and, and I being new too, um, I was amazed at uh, his calm demeanor with the whole event and the way he's taken hold of, you know, this part of the business. But you said 30, I mean, multiply that by four. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a pretty strong foundation to work from. And each of those has two eyes, two hands, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a mouth to refer. So that's a big deal. It yep. is. And you know what I like too, when Kyle talks at our meetings, he always brings up something new, yeah. something of value, something pertinent that people residential or commercial can visualize the need for that. He's always doing that. And I love his cherry picker story. I just always think of Kyle <laughs> and that cherry picker that y'all have too. So, I mean, you talk about out of the box. I love it. So uh, kudos to you for that, Kyle. Haven't been in a BNI with you, Greg, but just being there with Kyle, just really, he's just done a phenomenal job. 
He really has. And, and you both have, uh, have been, a, been a big help to me here in my own home with some of the issues that I've had here too. And I really appreciate the time and attention that you spent and uh, Greg, your expertise was hard none. And I would never hesitate to recommend you to anyone or have you back here ever again. Um, I'm curious though, with your um, bucket truck, uh -huh. how, how has that increased your business? I mean, has that really been a, a, a good thing for you? Have you been able to really kind of push that forward? Well, it's, it's a big, it's, it's something that we don't use every day. Yeah. Uh, by, by sure, but if we didn't have the bucket truck, just say we had to go out and then repair a couple pole lights. So if you're looking at running a lift and getting the lift delivered to the job site, you're adding $700, 700 to $800 worth of cost that the customer is going to pay when we already have that equipment. You know, when we charge by the hour to come out, that is already included. So if you're looking at somebody else that's going to give you a price, they have to rent that equipment. We already have that equipment on hand. And that, that piece of equipment is a bucket truck that can reach all the pole lights that you have. We can also look about changing those to LEDs and saving you some energy money. Um, but, yeah, we don't use it every day, but it does get it does add to our business for sure. Yeah, and I think I think more people need to hear about that because that's quite a cost savings. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I brag about your bucket truck, actually. <laughs> exactly. That's great. <laughs> we have an electric company with a bucket truck. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't find very many. There's a few. Um, but like I say, it's it's definitely a niche market. But I mean, so we need to we need to be in contact with some more property managers, shopping centers. Those are our, our, our ideal people to well to refer us to that would be great yes all right well we'll do that so in our discussion i've i've had the opportunity or you guys have generously shared that not only did you completely change your business model after 08 but you also utilize strategic partnerships through things like bni and referral groups and you're willing to invest in the equipment that you need to meet a need that maybe other companies aren't meeting. I think all of those are great takeaways for business owners who are listening to the podcast tonight. I'm also curious, have you guys seen anything, and this is for any of the four of you, have you seen anything in with your clients or customers of other business owners that has just struck you as like, wow, that is so cool. This is going to help these people or this business weather this storm. Uh, for sure. Uh, one company that I, one thing I've seen really out there that definitely caught my eyes and wish I could find some way to incorporate it kind of into our own business model is the virtual estimate. Mm. Um, so the company, for example, that does this is well, one day painting. Mm. And what he's actually able to do is he's actually able to go into a client's home virtually through Zoom meetings. And he's able to walk through the house with the customer without ever actually being there, never have to worry about contaminating the space or causing any undue stress at the homeowner having to worry about an unknown person inside the house. He can walk them through the process of gathering the dimensions, show them which walls and which areas of the house need to be painted, and he can build them a quote right there without ever having to step foot in the house, which is one great for the clients because it keeps that undue stress about, oh my, I don't know this guy yet, this whole thing's going on. I'd rather just be one trick when he comes out and does the work, it's over. I don't want people in and out all the time. So that takes away her worry. It also really saves the company money because they're able to do an estimate completely virtually 
which means there's no gas money going into the vehicle to get there. There's no time waste. There's no time sat walking around the property and then driving back to the office. So it's really a win-win for both, both company and customer. So cool. Anybody else, anything that you've seen that has just been, you've really been impressed by? Talking about the virtual estimates, Kyle, um, have you tried doing anything like that with FaceTime or something like that? Well, I've tried a little bit. The only problem with our profession is that the wires like to hide behind the walls. So they're unable to really get us to show completely. Yeah. Now, there's some things like changing out light fixtures, things like that. The people taking pictures, hey, can I get a quote for changing this and this out? Those kind of things for sure. We'd be happy to help virtually. But as far as my outlet's not working, my switch isn't working, or I want to add this, those kind of things usually we do have to come on site to be able to get the full parameters of the project. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And my, one of my philosophies is, I mean, I'm big on pictures. So pictures are worth a thousand words. So it's one of those where if, if the customer needs to change something and I can come out and give them an estimate or working on an estimate and they call back and they want to add this and that, I have those pictures on file. So that way it doesn't cause another trip out. And we can, we can make those changes before the customer gets the estimate, which is really good. What, what's the newest thing out there now in the world of electric and homes? Uh, there's been a big big change in that everything's going to LED. Yeah. Uh, recessed lights, of course, LED. Pole lights, LED. You're saving a ton of money on energy. You're getting more light, less heat. Uh, it's definitely the win-win because – few years back, everything, everybody thought CFLs was going to be the wave of the future. Well, CFLs came and left, uh, and then they figured out they were hazardous. Um, so now LED has taken the space of many of it. So you can see when you walk into Lowe's or Home Depot and you look at the prices of lamps, how much difference there are. You're looking at $8 a piece compared to a regular bulb back in the day was $0.60 a piece. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, definitely more costly, but it lasts forever. And then the other big part that you're noticing as far as like individual projects that I've done more and more of that I've noticed is back before 2010, when these new style recessed lights were coming out, adding recessed lights to a house was almost a disaster. Unless you did during construction, you weren't going to get the light. Right. But now they've actually slimmed down and designed these type of LED recessed lights where we're able to come in and out and put lights in two or three rooms in two days where before you'd have a hole from this end of the house. It's this big box that I got to get all the way up in here. Yeah. Tons of painters involved with this. It's the box is built into the can. There is no can I have to put in the ceiling. It just requires a hole saw. And this has really helped our customers because before you already had a two day project to do the recess lights, not including your paint and damage repair. Where with these, we can definitely limit the damages that are occurring. And then the other really big project I've been noticing a lot is infrared heaters. Everybody seems to really like those. That's on my list. <laughs> now, well, tell me, tell me just a second about that. What is that? So what Infratech does is they've made a heater that doesn't actually blow out anything hot. What the Infratech technology does is it actually warms the surface. So when it hits your skin, it's actually warming your, the surface of the skin versus the actual temperature of the air. So what this means is you don't have to worry about wind. You don't have to worry about if uh, the, if you got something blocking the way of the fan. As long as that light's touching your hand, touching your skin, you're getting warm. 
and they're much safer than a traditional large scale heater that's blowing out hot air all the time mm -hmm. because it's fire hazard. Whereas this isn't actually heating up at all. They use them a lot in uh, incubation systems is where the technology was first used. And I can't wait to use it on my screen porch. Yes, yes. exactly. Screen porches or it's a must have. For yeah. winter, fall time, winter time, so you can still use it. Um, the electricity cost is a little bit, but you can still can use it without freezing outside to do your outside stuff. Well, that is really helpful. And we're winding down and I, I want, I'm going to ask that you indulge me and allow me to ask one more question. I have a theory and that is, is that well-run family businesses are better equipped to handle the ups and downs of, of the economy, of climate, of pandemics, of really whatever comes down the pike. And I just wonder, do you guys have a sense of that? Do you feel like your business is set to go forward into the future as well as it's done in the past? What's your feeling? The big thing with our business, especially anything dealing with the trades, especially the big thing, the, the, the big thing with us is that electricity is always going to be there. We're yeah. always going to need it. And until they invent Bluetooth power, which sounds really awesome, but I don't think it's going to come anytime soon. There will always be somebody who needs to change the light. And the problem that I've noticed, well, not really a problem for necessarily us, except for the hiring situation, is that there is not a lot of people going into the trade industry. It's drying up. The reason we're starting to get as busy is after this COVID-19 impact, there was a couple of small electrical contractors that definitely went under. And where we're starting to receive work from a lot of customers, we're hearing not callbacks from electricians, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's telling me that our industry is still growing. People want more and more things in their house, but there's less and less service providers able to provide that. Yeah. So I think we're hopefully, without jinxing myself, wood, we uh, should be going full steam ahead into the future. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, just closing thoughts for from any of you on what you'd like business owners who are listening to this to take away. I think that certainly that we have touched on the fact that Kyle and Greg have a, a lovely small run family business. And I think that um, what they bring to their trade is exceptional. And I prefer, uh, I've, whenever I've worked with a company, if I'm working with a locally owned company, I think that that level of uh, expertise and commitment is so much greater than when I work with a larger company. I come from corporate America and I really like what you all do. You bring high tech, you bring high intelligence and you bring absolutely phenomenal electrical work, whether it be residential or commercial. And that's value. And that's the kind of value and trust that I have working with a company. So I, I do commend you all very much for everything that you've done through COVID and everything that you continue to do. I really do. Yeah, we, we thank you very much. And the main thing here at Seven Hills, if it's me that comes out, if it's Kyle that comes out to give someone an estimate, if we if we proceed with the estimate and we get back and we email you all the costs and then you all say, hey, let's schedule for this date. It's not that we turn around and just hand that ticket to our guys. Uh, Kyle would actually go out. He'd say, here's what I've got. Here's what we need to do. Let's overview it the day of the install instead of leaving so many questions and then the homeowner having to recoup and tell the new electrician everything needs to be done. That's that's the reason I think that we're successful because we spend the time to come out, 
we go over it with our guys. They feel more comfortable. The homeowner feels comfortable. And I think it's a win-win on both sides. I sure am glad you came to Richmond. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm a, I am all, also from corporate America. And so I've seen the big engine roll quite a bit and was involved for a number of years with Dominion. And, you know, nothing against Dominion, but um, it, it's quite different dealing with a family-owned smaller business uh the expertise is there it's not something that you have to look for it's something that shows up at your door and that that makes a big difference to me i go back to service providers that provide the, the type of service i would want to give myself if mm -hmm. i was in their shoes so um i just appreciate everything that you all do and appreciate the opportunity to know you and uh, appreciate everything that you bring to the table here today and the things that you're going to bring to the table tomorrow too. That's right. In the future. That's exactly. right. That's right. Gosh, everybody, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and listeners for those of you out there who are struggling, please don't hesitate to give any of us a call. Reach out. Deborah, how could people contact you if they want to ask about benefits and how benefits might fit into their overall survival. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, the very best thing to do is to um, give me a call at 804-909-5414. That's 804-909-5414. That's with me 24-7. And just like Kyle and the rest of you all, I answer quickly. I get back with you. And the main thing is that we also do virtual benefit meetings. We do virtual signups for benefits. We even have voice recognition so that you don't have to leave wherever you are. We can call somebody. We can make it happen. Doesn't matter where you are, Crozet, Charlottesville, or wherever, or anywhere in the country for that matter, we can make it happen. Thank you so much for having us tonight, Wendy. Oh, gosh. So glad you were here, Deborah. Karen, how can people get in touch with you? All they have to do is give me a quick phone call. Um, and if anybody, any employers with employees, I'm available. I give free consultations up front. And um, I love solving problems um, and concerns as well. And also implementing new, new things that make the businesses chug forward ahead. I can be reached at 804-405-5003. And I'm available anytime for consultations. Great. Thanks, Karen. Greg and Kyle, if there are listeners out there who'd like to touch base about best family business practices or who want superior customer service and direct supervision by the owners of work being done in their home, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I'll tell you, I will, uh, we'll go out on a limb and we'll put our personal cell phone numbers out there. Uh, my, mine is 434-531-0432. Uh, Kyle's number is 434-465-3939. The office number is 804-397-7999. And uh, we're here to serve. And our tagline is, if it has a wire, we are for hire. And thank you all for having us. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And listeners, we look forward to having you with us next month. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Thank you.